The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to this edition of the Raider Nation podcast, a special edition to say the very least. This will be our anniversary edition. Randy works his ass off for this. I guarantee it, man. The guy is really working hard. Check it out. Welcome to show 273. Raider Nation, we got one hell of a show for you today. That anniversary edition is a piece of work, and Randy makes it happen. Man, he puts lots of hours into this show, man, so check it out. It's always very, very good. We try to make it entertaining and funny because it hasn't been quite that funny or entertaining for the last seven seasons. Yeah, but it's going to get better this season, man. We can feel it. And, you know, we could really feel it when we got a trip. That's right. Juan Jorge was selected by the Oakland Raiders to bring his crew to the Alameda facility for a tour of the upcoming 2010 season and the Alameda facility itself. Pretty damn cool. We're going to put out some props to Juan Jorge, a definite great member of the fan base here at the Raider Nation podcast. Uh, One of our guys, one of the crew, as we like to say. Uh, Thanks for inviting us. We had a blast. I had a blast. And, uh, man, I wish all you could be there. We're going to hit on that, and we're going to hit the bone line as well. And the anniversary show, man, it's going to be off the hook because it always is. So check out this show because you gots to. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary for a cheerful toast and Welcome, Raider Nation. Welcome, Raider Nation. Welcome, Raider Nation. Welcome, Raider fans. I am your host, Raider Greg. And 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 yes, you damn straight, this is your fucking host, Raider Greg. Yes, this is our first show, the original, the only iPod Raider Nation broadcast. Coming to you from the Bay Area, beautiful California, right up a little bit north of the Oakland Coliseum, the home of the Oakland Raiders. I'm really happy to be out here tonight. I'm really happy to talk to y'all and really happy to share some news with you guys. Unfriggin' believable. Okay, Raider fans, welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. I could not even start talking until I got that out of my mouth. This broadcast is meant to fill in the Raider Nation on details that may not want to have to dig through mounds and mounds of work and paper and reading to find about the Raiders. If it sounds like I'm a little pissed off, I'm flipped out. Tonight's subjects will be... Who is Raider Greg? I believe in Collins. I believe he could do it. I really do. Kerry Collins must go. He's got to go big time, Raider fans. Randy Moss, when traded to the Raiders, became number 18. And number 18, Randy Moss, that black or the white shirt, is the best-selling jersey in the entire NFL as of today. Amazing. 
We are home and they are coming to our house. Randy Moss, guaranteed two touchdowns. Come on, Moss baby, you can do it. Porter, Curry, Morant, we can do it. Carlos Francis, Alvis Wooded, we got it, baby. Listen to those names. You remember how these guys play. I told you on my last podcast, Randy Moss is, I tell you, he's three months away from out of here. Him and Porter can both go, and they could take Alvis Witted just as kind of a bonus thing because we don't need him either because he's not happening. Good evening, Raider Nation. This is Raider Greg broadcasting from the Raider Nation podcast. Anyways, I'd like to welcome you all here to my fifth show, enjoying the beautifulness of the Raiders. Now let me just tell you Raider fans, because I'm pissed, and I told you guys before I wouldn't do a podcast when I'm pissed. Well, you know what? Tough shit. Welcome all ye Raider fans are. Welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. It's Sunday, June 12, 2005. This will be show number eight. Don't forget to send your emails and messages or I'll make yous walk the plank. Hey, Greg is a firefighter. I was hurt back in September uh, during a rescue. But long story short, just yesterday, they finally approved my surgery, almost 10 months after I was injured. That's why I started this broadcast podcast. I have a lot of spare time on my hands, and I, you know, my passion is the Raiders, and here we are. Raider fans, the season's almost here. Are you excited? Are you excitable? Are you excitable? Are you excitable? Are you excitable? I am Raider Greg, and this is the premier Raider Nation podcast. All Raider talk. 24-7, 365 days of the year, dedicated to all Raider fans who need their football fix, day or night. Stay on top of what's happening with your Raiders and the NFL. We're uncensored. We are unapologetic. Join us now. Even if they think it possibly could be a penalty, they're going to throw the flag because, hey, it's the Oakland Raiders. They're the most penalized team in the league. Well, I think something should be done about that shit because I'm sick and tired of it just like you're sick and tired of it, and something should be done. But if there's any referees listening to the Raider Nation podcast, screw you. I want to dedicate, get it, <clears throat> Let me try that again. I'd like to dedicate this show to all of those brothers and sisters of mine there at the Berkeley Fire Department, BFD, sunny Berkeley, California. And then a little shout out to those at Station 5, most who do not like the Raiders, and I will say to them, that's about all for those at Station 5. This is Talk of the Nation. I'm Neil Conan in Washington. San Francisco now plays host to both the first podcast radio station and the first amateur video-based cable network, Al Gore's new venture, Current, which airs short pieces from amateur documentarians.
The new ways for ordinary people to share their voices with the world has acquired a new name, citizen journalism, and it's changing the media landscape. Sometimes by partnering with traditional news sources, such as newspapers, which host online forums for their readers, sometimes by going head-to-head, like the bloggers who exposed CBS TV's documents about the president's time in the National Guard as forgeries. The evolution of citizen journalism is a double-edged sword. Amateur reporters may uncover stories the mainstream media misses, but they also lack the editors, fact-checkers, and struggle for objectivity that define most professional news organizations. Today we look at the changing definition of journalism and what this expanding tent means for the public in general. Uh, let's get another caller on the line. Uh, this is Greg. Greg calling from Sebastopol in California. Yes, I, uh, I host a show. I author a show called the Raider Nation Podcast. And the reason I started that show was the mainstream media didn't give time to the Oakland Raiders. Even in the Bay Area here in the Bay Area, which is mainly a 49er-based media group. And even though the 49ers are in the toilet as far as far as their team is concerned, <laughs> the Raiders don't get any respect or news. Uh-huh. So it's funny. I started my podcast. There were no podcasts for the NFL at all. Uh, there were two podcasts for the Raiders, and I was one of them. Now there's 32 podcasts for all teams, and there's one for each team at least. And what I find was disturbing in the, the last, you know, the mainstream media is trying to take podcasting they are trying every which way they can to kind of lasso it in and bring it into their little nest. I, I myself have been approached by by media outlets saying, "Well, you know, you can have this content, but you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't want to want to pay for this or, or or that as far as funding is concerned." You know, I I, I do it for free; it's my yeah. thing. And I do it that way because I do not want anyone telling me what to post or how to post it or how to say it. And it's great free free press is what it is. And my facts are checked by myself. And if I'm wrong, believe you me, my fan base lets me know immediately on email. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great way to let news out the way it used to be back in the day in the village press where you knew the people – letting the news out. You knew the town. You knew the community. Uh, now, let me bring uh, Vin Crosby into the conversation. Uh, Vin, um, uh, even even victimized uh, uh, Raider fans, uh, we talk about atomization, but uh, uh, there are all kinds of, of interest groups, uh, not just Raider Nation. Uh, obviously, last year we kept hearing about the Sons of Sam Horn, the site uh, that a lot of Boston Red Sox fans uh, posted to, and a lot of the players. Yeah, because I think the issue here is that most broadcasts like this one, or for mo- that matter most uh, newspapers, have to put out the same edition to everybody. And although we do all have some common interests, you know, like the weather or maybe the war in Iraq or something, mm-hmm. we all each have very idiosyncratic individual interests. And the technology now is letting, our, letting us satisfy that mm-hmm. interest. That atomization is just simply nat- matching the content to the appropriate person. And Greg, uh, look forward to the year. you got a couple of pretty good receivers out there this year. Oh, very good. I, I look forward to it, too, and please tune into it, because uh, Raider Nation podcast rocks. Okay. <laughs> Thanks very much, Greg, and we, we appreciate the unsolicited advertisement. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. We have the legend, John Vela. Number 75, John Vela, from 1972 to 1979, right tackle for the Oakland Raiders. When you came to the Raiders, uh, when did you get a chance to meet Al Davis, and what was that like? Yeah, uh, you, you know, I noticed, uh, you know, it was obvious that 
in those days, I know it's different now that he's gotten older, but in those days he never missed a practice. And, and not only never missed a practice, I mean, he was out there for the whole practice. And in double days, was out there for both practices. And it was not uncommon for him to call over an assistant right during a drill to correct something. And for Davis would never go on the field and act like a coach, but but he'd be right there, call over the assistant, correct him on a coaching technique that would not where we could hear it, not to embarrass the coach, but but I but but you could tell it was because he'd come back and he'd. He, he, you could tell the coach changed it a little bit on how he was explaining to block a play or, you know, something like that. But um, so, so you really saw his involvement and his knowledge of the game um, from, from, from really day one when I was a Raider. Um, and, and, you know, another thing that winning the players have always been most important. Which, if you're a player, shoot, that's what you want. You want an owner that wants to win. And, and, and just like he does now, you know, getting a Randy Moss, getting a Jordan, it's not changed. I mean, he brought in guys like Hendricks, Matuzak. I mean, every year it was like, hey, it's not like he, he was right every time. I mean, you know, I mean, but, 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 but the players knew that he was trying. Or some owners, some players had experiences at other teams where, Owners were very content to have a, a rookie six-round choice be the backup at a certain position. Well, geez, that back that six-round choice may not be ready. What well, if this guy goes down? We got to actually start this guy and who, who, who's barely making the team, and maybe he's not good enough to, to even make the team. And, and where Davis would never be caught short. I mean, you always had the feeling that, man, he's trying to improve the team. Which, which, for the players, that's all you want an owner to be, where you, you know, you're there to play and win and have your best chance. And you always felt Davis was giving you the best chance. He, he, he would never cut corners as far as um, one thing I experienced in Minnesota. Uh, when we traveled, the owner would charter a 100-seat plane, and there, there would be 100 people traveling. So there would be 200 and 80-pound, 270-pound linemen sitting three across. Well, the Raiders, he never did that. He would charter, for example. There would be 100 people flying. He'd charter a plane that's at 150, and the, and the 50 players traveling would have have a seat in between. Players would always sit window and aisle with an open seat in the middle. And we just took that for granted. But, but until you went to another team, and obviously that owner for the Vikings wanted to save a few dollars, charter, charter a smaller plane, and didn't care the player sat three across. Well, you know, all that makes a difference when you're traveling five hours across country, and you're a little more comfortable, and Davis knew that. And, 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 and there's other examples. I mean, shoot, as far as the type of hotel, and, and the food, and the equipment. He always had to have the newest equipment, the newest exercise stuff, and the newest elbow protectors, and the newest everything. I mean, he was, you know, so whatever what was new, whatever he thought could help the team win, and, and uh, there was no cutting corners, and you really noticed that as a player, which made it super first class to play for a guy like that. We have an opportunity to prove this year, this season, that the Oakland Raiders are the comeback team of the century. 
Now, I know, I know you fans out there, some of you doubting it, but we've all said it before, this is very possible this year. And I'm going to go over some reasons. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Good afternoon, Raider fans, and this is two hours pre-game time against the New England Patriots. This is the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Craig, and I'm freaked out. We need to rush Tom Brady. We need to pressure him and take the wind out of this guy's sails, the golden boy. Because as far as I'm concerned, the golden boy needs to be taken down a couple notches. Don't you think so? I'm sure you do, Raider fan. The autumn wind is a pirate. The Oakland Raiders are going to win this game. Now, they might not beat the Patriots by 40 points, but the Oakland Raiders are primed and ready to beat the Pats at home. We're going to start the season out with a W, kicking the asses of the New England Patriots right out of their own stadium. And what I saw Thursday night was a complete breakdown of the entire team. All that being said, and everything being equal, we are going to beat the Chiefs. Welcome to the Black Hole. Come on, Kerry. You, you dropped the ball. And what I mean by dropping the ball isn't that you fumbled the ball, even though you did, but you dropped the ball as a professional. You're not a rookie. You have experience. Either get rid of the rock, throw it out of bounds, or cover it. When you see so much pressure, your pocket disappeared in seconds. You know, you're a veteran quarterback. There's no excuse for four fumbles. And I hope Turner crawled up your rectum and told you about it. Now, Jankowski, Jankowski, and Jankowski. It was our kicker, Jankowski. Not, excuse me, Janikowski. I've been corrected before. Jankowski, hey man, all you need is a bigger pair of pants. Nasami Asawa. That's what uh, the show is like. That's what the show is about. And yes, I'm still on medication, if you can tell. And if you can't, I'm still on medication. We got a dumbass of the week. Yes, we do. I found another one. I don't know how I did. Bob George. Wasn't hard to find, Bob. So, Ira Miller, you are the asshole of the month. Congratulations. Because these bonehead sports writers don't know what they're writing about. Most of them are still wet behind the ears. Tell me something good. And it kind of flips me out every time I hear mainstream media going out there talking about the Raiders anything, have no clue of what they're talking about, because we obviously see things that these boneheads don't. Of course, a lot of people disagree with me, but I'm going to tell you anyway. You know why? Because I can. Well, I do think Jay Glazer does merit some assholeness. Tell me something good. Okay, Ray Ratto, you are, yes, and I am proud to say this, the asshole of the month. And I wish I had a little trophy I could give you because you're a chump. Because I can't believe how you go so far out of your way to diss the Raider Nation. And forgetting the coveted prize of three times you've been asshole of the week, you've captured the official... Asshole of the Year Award.
Call it like I sees it, and that is how I see it. I don't know who called the next plays, but whoever was calling the plays should have been punched in the nose, dragged down through his eyelids, and shoved into a bin somewhere. You can't handle the truth. I'm a raider. This team is going to be very dangerous in the not too distant future. Now I know Kerry Collins is a weak link. <laughs> the post-game show for the Eagles versus the Raiders. Raiders 20, Eagles 23. We certainly could have won this game. I am still positive and up on this team. Norv, I don't know what to say. I think you should retire. That's my suggestion, and that's my opinion. I really don't think Norv's going to be around next season. Victorious the Raiders are. Oakland Raiders 19, Dallas Cowboys 13. It was a nail-biter all the way down to the last couple seconds of the game, absolutely. And I bet no one was in their seats most of the game. First of all, I want to go off with some great positives. First thing, Jankowski, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being the champion that I knew you could be. The Oakland Raiders victorious over the Buffalo Bills in a commanding thrashing which was beautiful to see. These reporters just kill me. They've never been our friends. Right now, I'm so pissed off at this guy, Tim Dalberg. Remember that name. Dalberg, you're an iceberg. You're a shitberg. That's all I got to say about you. I'm so pissed off at the way you wrote this article. We can beat the Titans. And you know what? We almost beat the Chiefs. We can beat the Chiefs. This team can do it. And this is the post-game show for the Tennessee Titans. We are victorious. The Kansas City Chiefs versus the Oakland Raiders. Well, we didn't pull this one out, Raider fans, even though I thought we had it in the last seconds of the last quarter. I hate the Denver Broncos. That's all I can tell you. This is the team I love to hate. And Shanahan, you rat-faced son of a gun. I can't stand you, you smug, cocky, Rocky Mountain man. There's nothing better than watching his face at the end of the game when we win and seeing the frustration and and just the the hatred he has. It's a beautiful thing. Denver 31, Oakland Raiders 17. Turner is a blithering idiot. I'm your host, Ritter Greg, with another post-game show. This for the Washington Redskins game who got skinned by the Raiders. Actually, it was a grinder. We had to grind this one out, and boy, let me tell you, it was not an easy victory. Welcome to the Miami Dollfish versus the Oakland Raiders pregame show. But I will also say this. It is a fact, because when the underdog comes in and the underdog's hungry, the underdog can chew your legs off and take you down. And that can happen to the Oakland Raiders if they're not prepared for this game. Miami Dollfish 33, Oakland Raiders 21. That's it. We lost. We can move on because as our good man Lamont Jordan said on the press conference, they ain't talking playoffs no more. 26 to 10 for the Jets. Ten points for the Raiders, and here we are. This is something that Turner is responsible for, and he sorely blew it. And to call him a great offensive mind is a tragedy. 
He is not an offensive mind. He is offensive, period. Okay, here's another story for tonight's podcast. The Raider players back Norv Turner. <laughs> Whoa! And this is the post-game show for the Browns versus the Raiders. Ho, ho, ho. What did I feel like a ho after that game? <laughs> I got worked over so much. I'm sure every other Raider fan's been worked over. Um, it's pretty... It's pretty pathetic. It's pretty sad this season, but what are you going to do? <laughs> I want to thank all you fans for still tuning in at this late hour of the 2005 season. Okay, Raider Nation, you can't be down. you got to be up. What else are you going to do? It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Norv, get out. Yeah, I, I, from where I am, I didn't get a good look at it. Uh, I, I don't know that you... Uh, uh, How does this loss rank in, in your career? I, 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 don't, I don't rank them. They, they all hurt. And, uh, you know, I, I just know our guys fought, competed. Uh, uh, you know, the, big, the biggest thing for us uh, is to find a way to win. Uh, and and the, the difference, uh, obviously, is obvious. Get out. That's all I have to say. And Jimmy Ray, pack your bags. You're fired. And that's what I said throughout this game. I believe it's totally true. And I will tell you, once we get rid of these two jokers, it could be very difficult <laughs> to get anybody worse. Welcome to show number 67, where we'll be talking about, yes, the new head coach of the Oakland Raiders, Art Shell, Hall of Famer, of course, and Pro Bowl excellence, and Jimmy Ray. Jimmy, I can't see the field from here. Ray is out of here. He went back to the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Go, go, go. Bye, bye, bye. Nice talking to ya. I'm glad Jimmy Ray is gone. Thank you so much. Now to pre replace him, former assistant Tom Walsh. Well, here's my post-game take. I'm going to start with the offense because that's where, obviously, we have trouble. The defense came out, chins held high ready to play football. They did not let the offense get them down. I don't even think they looked at an offensive player when they were changing places on the field. And the thing that hurt us the most was the bad play calling by Tom, mayor of Brokeback, Idaho, flapjack flipping geek Walsh. <laughs> he is absolutely clueless when it comes to play calling. Shell, when questioned after the game, were you happy with the plays that were caught by Tom Walsh? Yes, I am very happy with his play calling. Well, I say that's horse shit. How can he be happy with the play calling when the players aren't happy with the play calling? I'm sure the other coaches aren't happy with the play calling. I know I'm not happy with the frickin' play calling, and I know that the rest of the Raider Nation is frickin' flipped out about this guy's play calling. Well, I'll tell you right now, somebody needs to get his head. Thanks for the memories. 
Thanks for the memories, Tom Walsh. First of all, before I get into my spiel here, I want to thank Tom Walsh, really, um, for going in there and having a tough job, man. He had a tough job, and the guy, uh, he sacked up, really, because he knew he was out of the game, but he was trying. Archell put his confidence in Tom, and um, <clears throat> you guys know how I felt about Tom Walsh in the beginning, because I went over it very explicitly and then tried to bury it, just like you know cats do. And that's kind of what that was all about. I want to thank Tom for the effort he put in. I'm sure he tried his very best. I'm sure his efforts um, were everything he could give. And it just wasn't enough. Not enough for the Raiders. Not enough for the Raider Nation. That's for doggone sure. Um, And if you want to look at RaiderTake.com from the Black Flag Network... Check it out. He's got a great blog. He talks about Tom Walsh as well. Tom Walsh and I have a history dating back from when he was very first hired. And we've had some fun with Tom, haven't we, Randy? Of course, we've had fun with Tom. We started off calling him inept. His play calling was, I remember somebody called it pedestrian. Of course, dumbass, asshole of the week. We could go on. And, of course, we'll no one will forget this one. Tom Walsh, the Scarecrow. Oh, I'm a failure because I haven't got a brain. Well, what would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours. And, of course, Tom Walsh from Brokeback, Idaho. We can't forget the Tom Walsh, Mr. Potato Head take. That was funny. Announcing a new arrival. Uh, Mr. Potato Head. Oh, that's me. Congratulations. <laughs> it's a potato. Oh. Oh. It's Mr. Potato Head family. There's Mr., Mrs., and baby, too. And Tom, the turkey. <laughs> yes, Tom, we have to thank you so much for the five, seven... 10-step drops, the 56 record sacks in the NFL. Thank you so much for those. I'm sure the quarterbacks love you for it. Oh, no! The 3-15 and 15 in off-tackle runs, many times less than a yard. Sitting on a lead, ever be it so thin, so pitifully thin, and making our defense work their ass off to make things happen. Couldn't get anything done in the second half, Mr. No Adjustment, Walsh. Tom, thanks for the memories. I'll always have to reflect back on this year and remember how pitiful our offense was. So back to your streetlights and sewer problems. Back to flipping flapjacks out of your ass crack. Nice talking to you, Tom. Please. Please, don't come back. We almost won this game. You know why? I'll tell you, in the third quarter, I could hear the voice of Rod Serling in the twilight zone. You're traveling through time and space. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension of not only sight and sound, but of mind. There's a signpost up ahead. The next stop. 
As far as Archell not going down swinging, yeah, well, <laughs> he, he may go down drooling or sleeping like he does in the sidelines. Should I stay or should I go? Today's stories will be Shell's outgunned in 06, and he's out of here! Yes, and the next story, of course, will be who will dare to be a champion? Will dare to be a champion, and who doesn't see this? Am I only the only person in the entire globe that sees the Raiders are primed for someone to take them all the way up to the Super Bowl right now? Am I the only guy that if I had a half of a coaching mind, if I could even put it together, I would be screaming for an opportunity to take this team to the next level? And and you know what? Even with a minimum effort, I think a college coach would probably could have done a better job. So, let's get on to our new head coach, Mr. Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, three weeks has he had to get comfortable not only with his office, his organization, and created his staff. The bulk of his staff has been picked, and we have been bombarded by names almost on a daily basis. It looks like Al Davis has given Lane Kiffin all the room he needs. It looks like Al has said, you do this, young man. You do this. And he's going for it. He's getting a bunch of young guns in here that are going to tear up some, well, some shit, I'll tell you right now. And I'm going to tell you another thing. The way they're going is just, it's incredible. I'm very, very encouraged. Marty is hit by lightning. I cannot believe they fired Marty, but it's great. A.J. Smith and Spanos have laid a super bolt on this one. I can't believe they let him go a month after the end of the season, a month after they could have gotten somebody like perhaps Parcells, eh, Cower, eh, Jimmy Johnson, eh, at best, the Bolts will end up with a retread like Norv, Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Well, Raider Nation, it is a beautiful day in our neighborhood. I love it, North Turner goes to San Diego, of all places, and check it out. Norv, Mr. Rogers, to the rescue. Not. Show us your bolts! <laughs> He's going to need a bolt transplant in his ass. Okay, QB Russell plays not only to the town, but to the population of Raiders that were there. And Lane Kiffin looked like he was mesmerized throughout the entire contest. Now, the Pro Day reports, of course, coming out of Louisiana. Obviously, I'm very impressed, Kiff said. Everybody wants him. 
six foot six, two hundred fifty six pound, who ran a four eight four forty yard dash according to ESPN. Now, of course, I've been a little bit burned from people saying, "Why do I have it on for Russell? He's a good quarterback." Um, I think he's a great quarterback. If we take him, that's great. I just see the Raiders don't have enough money to get him. In the 2007 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select quarterback Jamarcus. Well, where do you go? Where do you go on draft day? Where do you go? You go to Ricky's. You go to Ricky's Sports Bar, the perennial Oakland Raider Sports Bar. Ricky's was hopping. The place was moving. Everybody was pumped. And I was glad to be there to see it. Randy had to put a coup on me when we were at Ricky's Sports Bar. And he pulled out the MP3 recorder. And here is me Eight sheets to the wind because I was waiting for lunch and it was kind of late on the way. So I was a little bit lit, if you know what I mean. But Randy caught it, and here it is. Check it out. So here it goes. Take it away, Randall. We're here at Ricky Sports Bar in San Leandro. The Raiders just picked Jamarcus Russell. And let's interview the podcast host. Raider Greg, what do you think about the Raiders' pick? I think we have a new quarterback. I think you're going to have a, a shootout with Walter and Russell. See who comes out on top. Um, I'm happy we got this over with. I'm glad we got a new quarterback. We need a quarterback. We made a decision. So this is our direction. And uh, as long as the offensive line holds up, it's a big day for the Raiders. Not just the one pick. We got ten choices. And uh, with those ten choices, we can certainly turn a team around, uh, put up a wall in front, and give the quarterback an opportunity to make some plays. We can't forget about the defense because we're, we're not there yet. We're almost there. So if we shore up our defense and uh, improve our offense, uh, we should shoot up a whole bunch, regardless of what these pundits have to say. Okay, Greg. And in case you guys are wondering who, who this voice is, this is Randy. I have hijacked this podcast from Greg. Okay, let's just get into this bullshit about Russell Gate. First off, let me just tell you my opinion about this whole thing. Russell's a nice kid. He's still a kid. He's a big kid. And evidently, through unnamed sources, he's getting bigger, which is something that would concern me in the first place. But that being said, he hasn't thrown one football in a, in a National Football League game. Without any, any doubt, it's immense. His uh, blood-sucking attorney that will not make the contract work. First of all, let me say this, Raider Nation, it's not about the money. Did you hear me? It's not about the money. It's about how the money is paid. Now, what Mintz wants to have happen, of course, is he wants Russell to have $30 million cash money now, baby, and not play a damn down, and if we find him you know, overdosed on steroids in the back of some, you know, drive-in theater or massage parlor, that's too bad for the Raiders. You still got to pay that guy $30 million. Would you put $30 million on someone that you really don't know is capable of doing the job? Really? 
Well, that's exactly what the Raiders are doing. Mr. Davis is a very smart and shrewd businessman and still is, as you could tell from his speech. He has it together enough. Trust me, he is not going to give this cat all that money up front. That money can be guaranteed, but it has to be connected to all kinds of things. And they want a free check for $30 million, period. This is pretty typical. The media, especially here in the Bay Area, is blaming Al Davis. You think he's going to surround himself with jokers that can't work out a contract deal? Do you think that they didn't think about this ahead of time? It's not the money. That's ridiculous. It's the option bonus, and that's what they call it. And and that's what they're stuck on. It's not about the money. Russell Gate, sign the papers. Yeah, yeah. Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oak. Oh, don't you know? Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. The number one pick in the NFL draft, first time the Raiders ever had the number one pick, and they took this huge quarterback out of LSU, Jamarcus Russell. Pretty impressive to see a standing ovation for a kid that hasn't even played that down yet. And that's how excited this crowd is in this community and the Raider Nation. Here he goes from the Raider 18-yard line, wearing number two on the black jersey, Jamarcus Russell under center. He takes the snap from Newberry. He's going to keep it in the bootleg. He's going to roll and throw out right. It is caught to Porter inbounds. Yes, Porter's got the catch on the 33-yard line. And everybody up here, a thunderous standing ovation for Jamarcus Russell. Of course, we saw Jamarcus Russell for two series. Uh, 56 yards, two passes. He ran for five. The thing I can tell you about Jay Russ, I think you've all seen it if you've seen the films. The man has a very calm and concerned, calm demeanor. He is very cool in the pocket, doesn't spaz out, doesn't run away, looks downfield for his receivers, and trust me, when he throws the ball, like everyone who catches the ball, it's a hot potato, and you can see it. The ball had no arc. It flew straight as an arrow. I believe the future of this franchise has just been witnessed by everyone there. Anybody who came to that game saw the beginning of the new Oakland Raiders. I myself will tell you that the kid has talent. I've never seen him play as a pro as anyone else has, but in this short two sessions that he had, he played like a pro. 33 seconds to flight, third quarter. Raiders are down two touchdowns, second down and two. Offset out of the right, Griffith and Rhodes. Toss. They fake the toss, they roll Russell. Looking back left now, and he throws, and it is caught by Jerry Porter for a Raider touchdown. Jamarcus Russell throws his first touchdown here in the McAfee Coliseum. You're unbelievable.
It's loose. Who's got it? The Chargers do. It's a touchdown. Giles Tucker beats his block. He strips Jamarcus Russell. His arm went forward, and then he had the wherewithal to stay after it, fall into the end zone for his second NFL sack and his first NFL touchdown. Russell in the shotgun. Saints bringing some heat. Now goes Russell. Russell has the ball stripped by McCray. It's on the carpet and getting the Saints the football. Jamarcus Russell seems to think that he's okay. He's doing things just fine. He could not understand after throwing two picks and fumbling a ball on the two-yard line, allowing the Jets to have a 21-0 lead against our Raiders in the first quarter, first quarter of the game. He could not understand why Gradkowski went in there. Raider Nation, what's good? It's your boy C Money, man. Long time no hair. We are not gonna fucking win for years. Fucking years. Sixty-four million fucking dollars, and Jablin thinks, oh, they threw some things scheme-wise out of me to go to checkdowns, but uh, there's things I can't control. But I think I did all right. If you think 61 fucking yards is all right, then you need to take your ass back to college. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I called the wrong number. I, I thought this was the bench Jamarcus Russell hotline. Offense sucks. Defense sucks. Special teams suck. Coaching sucks. Play calling sucks. You know, I've I'm, I'm been following the Silver and Black team for almost 36 years, Raider Greg, and I know we've had some bad seasons, you know, Days of Pedam Passerini. <laughs> Can't forget the day that uh, we cheered the day he broke his fucking leg. Well, I'm kind of hoping the same for fucking Jamarcus. I've been putting up with this, as you guys have, for six years, and I'm having a real hard time. I just don't care anymore. I'm, I have to tone it out because I get too pissed off. I've got to just tone it out. I'm not even going to watch this week. i got to take a break, man. It's terrible, Raider Nation. So right now, I'm calling for all Raider fans to not wear any more Raider gear, go to no more Raiders games. Man, offense still sucks. Our receivers can't catch the football. Jamarcus can't do jack shit because he's horrible. We are who we thought we were with Jamarcus Russell. I mean, if there's anyone out there that had any doubt in their mind, that Jamarcus Russell should get another chance. Just watch the highlights in the second half of the Redskins game, and then you tell me if Jamarcus Russell still deserves a second chance. Fuck that piece of shit. Um, the whole team got deflated when he came in. Na 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 na. Na 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 na, hey, hey, hey. goodbye. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Jake out in Iowa. We just got you, Marcus Russell. We're going places this season. You heard it here. Enough said. This is Raider Jake out in Iowa, and I'm out. Woo hoo! Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, Double X Raiders. Man, I hope you heard the news. No more, you, Marcus Russell. Man, I'm so happy, man. I think we won the Super Bowl, man. I'm, and now it brings credibility back to our team. Now we don't look like dumbasses anymore. 
this could be our turn point, man. This is, this is almost as good as signing Peyton Manning. I tell you what, man. I'm sorry this guy didn't work out. I'm sorry that we wasted $39 million. But I'm glad that we've cut bait and we start over. Hey, Raider Mike coming into the house. And I absolutely am just happy. <laughs> Go Raiders. Now we can move on. Now the Raiders really start to fucking shine. Cause we got rid of dead fucking weight. Obi-Wan Raider, Houston, Texas. Ow. Raider Damien up here in Placer County. Very exciting news today. I am so excited. And as soon as I heard that news, I called up the Raiders, and now I have renewed my season tickets because now I know that the Raiders are at least committed to winning. This is Raider Boy calling in Thursday, May 6, 2010, a day that will live in infamy. We should all mark it down in our calendars. Jamarcus Russell gone. I'm sure I'll be one of about 40 calls. Absolutely ecstatic. I'm contemplating whether to try to pull the letters off the back of that jersey and the number two off the sleeves in the back without tearing it up or just go out and just burn the shit out of that mother. Yeah! <laughs> Fucking about time! Raider Drake, Raider Randy. This is uh, Raider Jaime, a.k.a. Bakersfield Raiders. It's all about positive from here on, baby. Raiders. Hey, what's up, fellas? I know the bone line's probably heating up right about now. I could not be happier that Al Davis realized that this guy is a bona fide bust, and he dropped him. And for that, I give him his credit. And I love Tom Cable for going up to Al and saying, you know what? This guy's not going to do it for it. Raider Nation. What is up, my brothers and sisters? This is Raul Olivero. Did we finally get a general manager? Is somebody else running this operation? Because I cannot believe what I'm hearing out of Oakland. I cannot believe I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. First, we have an awesome draft. Then, we trade for a quarterback. And then, we throw the garbage out. Once again, this is Raul Olivero. Semper Fi, my brothers and sisters. But I tell you, we got two good quarterbacks. There is the heart of our team. We have a defense that's young and ready for some blood. It looks... Pretty damn good from this seat. I'll tell you right now, there are Raider fans re-upping their tickets because finally, finally, the Raider Nation could see a reason to spend money in Oakland, at the Coliseum, at the Mecca, with the rest of the Raider Nation. Listen here, man. I've been there when we've been winning, and it's a kick in the ass. Man, oh man, have the Raiders come to life. First draft in silvery long that we can all say, hell yes. With the eighth pick in the 2010 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Rolando McClain, linebacker, Alabama. 
the six foot four, two hundred fifty six pound middle linebacker. He's a guy that could take us definitely to a run stopping defense, something that we've definitely needed for some time. You know it just like I do. We be forty four pick in the two thousand ten NFL draft. The Oakland Raiders select Lamar Houston. He's a big guy with a lot of speed and tenacity. You can see it written on his face. Great pickup by the Raiders. Another great, great pick. Hallelujah is right. Welcome to the Oakland Raiders. Jason Campbell, competitor and real quarterback in the NFL. Raider Nation, accept and welcome. The new Raiders of 2010. These guys are going to be playing hard and fierce. I can't wait to see them. I'm Jonesing for some football. We can beat their ass. Let's take the wood to them. Well, we squished the fish. You gotta love it. Let me tell you, Steeler fan. Steeler fan doesn't realize that well, Raider fan ain't selling his mofo tickets to no Steeler black and gold wearing punk ass biatch. Excuse me, I went out on a tangent. Defense has got to stop Parker from running the ball. They don't have the bus, and there ain't no bus stop at the Oakland Coliseum. The Princess of Darkness. I love it! Gosh, dog it, man. I hate to go over this stuff, but damn it. I cannot believe how shitty we are, man. Blows me away. As for the Rams game, I am not going to tell you anymore. It was painful. I told you at the beginning of the podcast, you can pull the freaking bamboo splinters out from underneath your fingernails because it's over. Stick your fingers in ice, take a big sigh, suck down a shot of Jack Daniels, and just go back to your life. Because this game was freaking painful. So, could Candy Moss become a pussy? That's quite possible. Now, I'm sure Jerry Porter wants to play because he is not making any money if he ain't playing. So um, that's what's going to happen. I hope that he kisses Al, um, Al's ass or whoever's ass he has to put his lips on, get them on there and get things going. Glue your lips on their ass if you have to, Porter. That's all i got to say about that. I love it! And if you're wondering why I'm so up, well, you know what? I'm tired of being down. You know what I'm saying. Now, I'll tell you this, any game is a great game. To see a sea of silver and black out there, people just loving it, working it up. When you want to partay in the NFL in California, period, the Coliseum is where it starts and it ends. It is the place to rock and roll and party down in the NFL. We have the best fans in sports. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm talking I love the Raider Nation. It is an awesome spectacle. 
and to make it better. Well, I can't even see how they're going to do it. This is Raider Greg. This is Raider Greg. And I, and I, and I. And good night to all. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Raider Nation podcast. Everyone out there have a wonderful evening. This is Redder Greg signing off. Well, there you have it. The anniversary show. And man, it's really fun to hear back from our first show. And (laughs) what a buffoon I really was. And how the show has emerged to what it is today. It's a much better show, obviously, and the bone line makes it happen. I'm telling you right now, the fan input is tremendous. And Randy and I love doing this. I will never forget my first week. I didn't think anyone was listening to me. And then I got an email from a gentleman in Guatemala thanking me for the Raider news and his Raider fixed. And that was it. It was on, (laughs) and it's just gotten better and better ever since. Randy and I just have met such tremendous individuals. I'm telling you, the character just goes on, and characters are what makes the Raider Nation. And you guys are in our hearts. Trust me, uh, I'm telling you right now, we love you guys. (laughs) All the fans that listen and all the fans that will be listening, we just enjoy doing it. It's a blast. Uh, Randy loves it. And he does a hell of a good job, as you can tell. So uh, it's been fun doing this for you guys, and uh, like that. So here we go. Once again, let me just give out super props to Juan Jorge. RNP member, uh, the guy's great, good guy, great Raider fan. You guys know him from the forum here at the Raider Nation podcast uh, site. Um, and, you know, guy is active. He's true blue Raider Nation. And he invited me and Raider Mike, Tokai Raider, uh, the Moorheads, uh, Raider Stutters. I mean, there were a bunch of us there from the Raider Nation podcast. It was very cool to see uh, the crew out there at the Alameda facility. And thanks to you for putting it together, man, because it was awesome. And to see all these guys in the offseason, what can I tell you, man? It's like being at a football game. You just want this season to start right now because it was crazy. Coming around the corner, checking out the huge Raider logo at the front of the building was insane. Now, Raider Mike put together a video on YouTube about the 2010 Raider visit by the RNP crew. Check it out. Shows you a little bit of what we went through there. Matter of fact, it shows you all the things pretty much. But I'm going to go ahead and walk you all through it right now. Truly, the Raiders are opening up their organization a little bit more. I think they feel the need to reach out to the fan base because it's been a very tough relationship in the last seven seasons, not only have we been losing, but the contact with the Alameda facility has been a miss. Uh, a lot of secrecy and the Raider mystique has kept people out of there. 
I myself has made, have made attempts to try to get in there to no avail. They have opened it up to a few people a few times, and this is one of those times I feel that this is just the beginning of a change in the organization. We arrived at the facility, like I said, man, you see the big Raider logo out there, and you're like, oh, man. You know where it's, this is where it happens. This is where Al Davis sits in his office. This is where the entire Raider organization puts it together for us during the season. The ticket agents, you know, for everything from the porta potties on, man, it happens right here in this facility. The training facility is insane. The meeting room was incredibly not only comfortable, but surrounded by pictures of Raider moments from last season. Fresh pictures, not old pictures of some of the successes that we had last year. It was invigorating to see, and it was just the feeling of standing in the building was just off the fucking hook. Crazy. So we checked in, went in, sat down, had a video rolling of Raider greats in the past, you know, some of the Raider, you know, material we've all seen through film after film, and then they threw on the cherry on top of these DVDs. It was a DVD, and it was about this next season, and it was supposed to pump us up. Well, God bless America, man. I'm telling you, the first five seconds, I was ready to run out there and sit down and watch a football game. I was ready to roll, and everybody in the room was rolling. What a great start to the 2010 season, because I'm telling you, it's no bullshit. There's not people looking in the in the camera like they got deer in the headlight looks trying to make it happen. These guys sincerely feel this. You can tell it. You know it. And I know it. And everyone in that room could do nothing but talk about it. Talk about what? Talk about the change in the Raiders' mentality. Talk about change in the building. The fresh look. The fresh take. Jim Otto, who came up. Yes, Hall of Famer, double zero, best center in history in the NFL, of course, came up and uh, just talked about the organization, talked about Al Davis in the old days, was open to some questions. It was killer. It was great to hear him talk about the team. He talked about dusting off the shelves and in reference to Jakarkas Russell being out of the building. He talked about... The change in the mentality, as soon as that occurred, it was like an uplifting. It was an incredible difference in energy. The locker room, the field, the weight room is filled with positive energy for this next season. This team is ready to make a move, and they feel it, which is the most important thing to this Raider fan. And you know, we could feel it as well, and it's no horseshit hype, not like we've had in the past. This is very plain to see, and it's very easy to fill the positive vibe in that building. We checked that out. We got pictures with the Super Bowl trophies, Lombardis, all three of them right there. Incredible moment of awe. When you're sitting there and you're standing behind these, these three trophies, these are the pinnacle of the sport. These trophies were fought with blood, sweat, tears. I mean, this trophy stands for so much. Each one had a history of victories and moments that went down in history. And not only history of the NFL, but of course, 
Raider history themselves. To think about that when you're looking at them, to read the inscription on them, it's an incredible moment. And to share that with you guys, I mean, you got to know the feeling. Just run chills down my spine. An incredible moment with Jim Otto when he signed my book, The Good Guys. An epic book. Uh, It's perfect for the Raiders. Talks about the Raider legends and had some great photos. And he has them, as, as a matter of fact. It was great to be there, to meet our ticket reps, to see the, the intensity of the organization and how they want to make it better and how they see and feel the positive vibe that's coming out of the building right now. Need I say, the OTAs were going. We saw the weight room. We did see a little bit of the locker room. We couldn't go in because all their stuff's in there, man, all their private goodies and everything's hanging up. It was cool to get a glimpse in there, though, because you know they're in there, and they're doing it. And they're doing it this year like no other, which is a great thing. Let me just hit on the OTAs just briefly. You know, uh, Jerry McDonald has been writing in his column uh, about the OTAs, and it's very interesting how in seasons past we were grasping at straws of any positive information, and it was vague. There was a lot of people saying it's getting better, we're getting better, but no specifics really. But I'm going to tell you right now, Hayward Bay had his best practice ever, okay, this this OTA. And I got to tell you, that's promising. The fact that not only is he catching the balls with his hands, that as soon as he catches the ball, he's making some moves and getting upfield. That is what we need to see out of this first-round pick. And I have great expectations for this young man because all he has done offseason is work hard and try to avoid any controversy. The man is putting his pound of flesh right on the line, and that's what I'm talking about. Unlike Jakarkas, whose worthless ass is sitting on a couch somewhere in Alabama. Thank goodness, because he's out of the Raider headquarters and not part of the process, as the coach likes to say. That's the past. We're moving on from there. I love it. I just fucking love it. This team feels it. We feel it. The organization treated us like kings. It was great to be there. Thanks again, Juan. And Raider Mike was there. Great to see you as well. The Moorheads, you guys are rocking. Raider Stutters, hey, man. It was just like going to a game. I know we're pumped. You should be pumped, Raider Nation, because being there, there ain't nothing like knowing our team is ready to play. And you watch, man. There's a whole new thing coming down in Oakland, and it's called winning. It's time for the Bone Line. 1-800-620-7181. That's right, Raider Nation. It's time to throw your bones right out there so we all know what the nation is thinking. I'd like to know what you guys think about our team. Where do you think the best improvement's going to be this season? I know quarterback will be one, but there's other areas in the Raiders that have needed help for some time. I'm looking at them. I want to think. I want to know if you think the same thing I do about this team. And so we're going to get some perspective from some great minds out there in the Raider Nation. So check it out. 
think about it, give us a call back. So let's see who is on the line first. Let's check it out. We have my good friend, the Pennsylvania Rita. Hey, what's up, Nation? This is uh, Pennsylvania Raider. Shout out to my boy, Raider Chris. Uh, it's been a while since I called. Thought I'd uh, comment on a few things. Uh, I was actually watching uh, on uh, ESPN that uh, 30 for 30 straight out of L.A. directed by Ice Cube. Great, great documentary. If you haven't seen it, I suggest that you watch it. Very, very good. Also, man, uh, I thought that we drafted great. I can honestly say that this is the first draft in like seven to like eight years where every single draft pick I thought was great. I thought it was good. Uh, all the way from Rolando McClain all the way to Bruce Campbell. Uh, speaking of Bruce Campbell, Jason Campbell, great trade. We got Jay Russ's fat ass out of Oaktown. That's even better. That's like phenomenal. Um, for the first time in a long time, Nation, we are going to be able to compete in the AFC West. I, I got a great feeling about the season. I cannot wait for opening day. It's going to be a blast. I'm not saying Super Bowl. I'm, I'm technically not even saying AFC West Championship, but I definitely think we have a great, great, great shot to make the playoffs. Great shot to make the playoffs. Um, that's all I got. This is Pennsylvania Raider. Yeah, man, that's right. I didn't mention that, and thanks for mentioning it. The 30 for 30 with Ice Cube was definitely off the hook. Uh, that would pump your ass up right there, and you know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. And, uh, yeah, man, we got a good team. I'm saying that the AFC West got real quiet when we cut Jamarcus Russell and got Jason Campbell, and that's all I'm going to say about that. My very good brother. Right a mic from Gainesville, Florida. Kick it down, brother. Raider Greg, Raider Mike in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, I hadn't chimed in in, of course, a couple weeks, but uh, your garbage Russell is gone. Your garbage, we, you know, I guess eventually we had to dump the trash out so or get the garbage out. We did. Uh, I'm glad Al finally came to a census. Um, you know, as far as with your garbage, uh, I got to be admitted that I was one of the ones that I thought we should have drafted him in 07. I guess based upon, you know, been living here in the Southeast, watching him in, you know, a lot of games here. I mean, he was, you know, he was awesome. I mean, he was, I guess he was just a man among boys. That's why he dominated it, you know, or played well in college. Uh, but it didn't translate to the pros, which, you know, I thought it would. But uh, anyway, I think finally to move in the right direction. I think now we've got a legitimate chance of at least, you know, having a winning record and maybe making the playoffs now that we've got rid of him. That's dead weight is gone. But uh, I'm glad Al just decided to cut his losses. Uh, apparently I heard that he did well in his first uh, practice at training camp Friday, and then he just regressed on Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, basically this dude just, he doesn't get it, so. But anyway, Raider Greg, I wanted to find out. I heard on the last podcast you and a couple of the homies from uh, the West Coast are taking to coming out this way to the Tennessee uh, first game of the season. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen, you know, after that uh, the floods that they had in Tennessee. So I'd actually plan on coming up, going up for that game from uh, Florida. But 
looks like uh, unless they can get that field in shape, you know, it, it may be some issues there. So, I mean, it's, it's some ways off, but still I was just wondering if, if it might be, you know, it's a lot of cleanup they got to do there. So, But if you guys don't go to the Tennessee game, it's all to the Raider Nation family out there. Maybe if you guys can come to Jacksonville. I mean, hell, all of us could go there because they don't even sell out the damn stadium. So, you know, Jacksonville's got the beach there and, you know, got a little bit of nightlife. So, you know, maybe, uh, Raider Greg, if you want to get the nation out there on the West Coast, consider maybe coming to the Jacksonville game. It's in December, but uh, I think it's December 12th or 13th, but I know I'll be there. So hopefully uh, maybe if you guys don't make it to the Tennessee game, then try the Jacksonville one for your East Coast game this year. Anyway, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, I love you all, and looks like we're headed in the right direction, and uh, I'm happy. Raider Nation for life. Peace. Well, you know, like Jim Otto likes to say, they did a little dusting of the shelves in Alameda, and they threw out the garbage, and that's right. And I'm telling you, man, if you were in the Alameda facility with us, there'd be no doubt that we're going places this year. I think we have a team that can win, and that is the most important thing. And we might be going out to Tennessee, man. It looks like Tennessee might be the game. We're trying to look that way. Uh, I'm planning on Tennessee, I think, unless something dramatic happens uh, as far as the field goes and they they make some kind of announcement. Uh, I can't see that happening. So I'm looking forward to seeing you there in Tennessee, man. Get on the road. Get on the road, and everybody any anywhere near there, get there, because we're going to party down in Tennessee, brother. So that's the one we're looking at going. I'll give you more details as we get closer. Thanks for the call, brother. We have Raider Greg from Simi Valley. <laughs> Good Raider Greg, man. Not the same guy, but he's a Raider Nation. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is... Greg from Simi Valley. Just wanted to call in about the good news I heard that the Raiders finally cut Jamarcus Russell. Thank God. I got to see that fool last year in Oakland in my first home game going to an Oakland Raider game against the Jets. The biggest freaking home loss in history. Thank you, Jamarcus. I'll always have that memory of you, you son of a bitch. Anyways, didn't want to say too much about it. Just Thank God they finally got rid of that fool. I guess he thought he'd just stick around being a good guy, maybe uh, leech off the Raiders another year or two, being a backup or even a number three. But uh, they finally had enough of him, and good riddance. Anyways, go Raiders. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. And I definitely look forward to seeing another uh, home game coming up there to Oakland and seeing a real football game with a real quarterback. And I think the Raiders are going to have a much more positive attitude this year. All right? You guys take care. See ya. Go Raiders! My heart goes out to any fan that has come out to see this bumbling, fumbling Jamarcus Jakarkas fool out there on the field. Waste your money, waste your time. I know that you had a blast at the Coliseum. I know that you had fun before the game. So not that that's everything, but that's a whole lot. And if you get down to the Mecca, man, you got to check it out. And you got to come back because you're going to come back and see some hella good football 
So we look forward to you coming up, man. Simi Valley's just around the corner. So make the trip. It's going to be worth it this season, brother. Thanks for the call. We have an old friend back for more. That's right. Nebraska Raider. Hey, Raider Nation. Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Nebraska Raider. It's been a while since I called in, but goddamn, am I excited about this season. 2010, it's going to be awesome. My computer has been down for like the last couple of days, but I was at work today and there's a couple uh, Raider fans, a fellow Raider brethren at work, and they came up to me today and said, so you hear a fat ass got cut? I was like, are you serious? That, that just made my day. I couldn't have gotten any better news from the Raiders. I think this move improves our team immensely in all aspects. Not only improves the locker room, it improves everything on the team. The thought process, the work mentality. We we got two leaders at the quarterback position. Gregkowski stepped in last year. Now we got Campbell. We got to come in show us what what it takes to win a game. What it takes to be a uh, playoff team in in the National Football League. And uh, anyway, I think uh, I think one team that could possibly go, be going after the uh, chunky butt would be uh, Philly. Don't ask me why. I just think that uh, they got what Vic out there, the dog killer, and uh, who, whoever else their uh, quarterback is. I think they could be the front runners for uh, fat ass. But uh, I don't know. They might have a little competition with little Debbie. They they might give him a uh, fat contract, if you know what I mean. But uh, either way, good rinse and uh, time to get this fat fuck out of here. Anyway, I think it was a great draft. It was an awesome pickup of Jason Campbell. And, you know, there's there's some people out there saying that, uh, you know, it had to be somebody else making making these picks. Al Davis was locked in the closet for, you know, the the, the, fir- the first half of the draft. Or, you know, he, he's not the one to make the picks. He's, he's locked up somewhere or somebody, you know. But I, I give Al the credit. We all know Al Davis is the one making the picks. And if something bad happens... Al did it. Something good happens, oh, he must be locked up in a closet somewhere. But, you know, we all know Al makes makes the call. So with that, now's the time to win, Raider Nation. Now's the time to win. Got to go out there in 2010. Got to do this. Oakland Raiders, baby. Raider Nation, out. Well, thanks for the call, brother. Long time no here. Good to hear your voice. And, yes, Jakarkas is toast. He's gone. And, yeah, you know, everybody blames Al when things go shitty, and then when things go good, it must have come from somewhere else. You know, it's funny, but it's it's always consistent. It's pretty funny because it happens that way and has happened forever. You know, I know, Al is the man. He's the man I love to love and the guy I love to hate. I never hated and loved somebody so much. There were so many years, it's not even funny. But, man, he is the man. He made some great decisions this year. This could be, you know, could be the year for him. It has to be because he's getting older and he has to make it happen before, well, he goes where he has to go. Thanks for the call, brother. We have family radar on the line, man. What you got to say, brother? Hey, what's going on? This is uh, Family Raider. Just wanted to give a shout-out to all the nation. I want to keep this real short, though, but um, 
I just want to thank Greg for um, your um, your show. It's real good shit. Keep it up, man. I, I got nothing else to do at work, and I love my Raiders, and I love what you guys are doing. So it's like a fix for like heroin, you know what I'm saying? I need my shit. So I'm waiting every week for your shit to come out to download it. But um, uh, next time I'll have more to say. But anyway, Raider Nation, love y'all. Mm, bye. Thanks for the props, man. Randy and I live for that kind of shit, man, because we do this for you guys. It's important for us that you guys uh, enjoy it because we won't do it if you guys don't like it. (laughs) No, man, we know the Raider news is sparse, few and far between. That's why we're in the house. That's why we're doing it right here. Thanks for the props, brother. Keep listening and get your ass in a seat in Oakland so we could tip some beers, brother. My very good brother, Raider Maniac. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac. I just want to say welcome back, Al Davis. It was a great decision you made to cut Jamarcus Russell. I know it was a tough one for you, buddy, but something you had to do. Next subject. I'll be getting my first look at the new look 2010 Raiders in Chi-Town, the Windy City. I'm going up there, check them out, playing the Bears. Then we'll be out in Oakland week four to see you guys when we face the Texans. I just want to say you guys do a great job as always. Keep up the good work. I really appreciate it, and I will show my appreciation when I come out there on week four of the, this season. See ya. Go Raiders. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, all of us are really pumped that Jakarkas is gone, but uh, we got to give Al credit for that, and we also have to know how difficult it was for Davis to let go of somebody. He's really, you know, he attaches to a player, and we know sometimes way too long, and, and I think he had a relationship with this guy, but... You know what? Al saw the light. He saw what he had to do. And, man, what a difference this team's going to be this season. I can't wait to see you in week four. That'll be a blast. I'll look for Mrs. Raider Maniac as well. Be good to see you, brother, man. You know, it's always good, and we appreciate the props, man. And and you have a good time in Chicago. And you know what? You got to wear your shit, and I know you will. Have a great time, and I can't wait to see you, brother. We have the only Submariner on the Raider Nation podcast crew, and that is, of course, the Surface Raider. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. Uh, it's the Surface Raider calling from the UK. I just want to say how much I enjoyed the last show, and uh, I, I thoroughly agree with everything everybody said about uh, Jamarcus Russell in the road, which is great news. And uh, I think our luggage, our journey up to the sunlit uplands is about 300 pounds. And now we've got rid of that piece of shit. Um, I hear the bungles are looking at taking him. Well, best of luck with that, fellas. We'll just see how that works out. Um, and uh, I've got an observation to make about what people say about the draft in Al Davis. And uh, along with the rest of you, I don't think Al takes people to his confidence that often. Um, fuck knows what's going on inside his mind. But what I think, if you look back through our drafting history, is that where the situations existed where Al and the head coach have had a degree of trust, um, things have gone pretty well. And the head coaches have been given the latitude to take players who, rather than being flashy impact skill position players, are actually the building blocks that the team needs to, to structure and move forward. 
And in situations where that trust hasn't existed, uh, actually, you know, Al's gone for whatever he fancies, and it is normally somebody who really thinks he's going to make a flash. Um, I think the interesting thing about this draft is that um, Coach Cable got what he wanted, actually, pretty much. Um, and, and there's a bit of compromise in there. And I think if you look at the situation that we were in at this time last year, when he wasn't even really confirmed as head coach, he was head coach by default, because there's nobody else appropriate was willing to come to the team. Um, the situation this year is very different, actually. You know, I, I think that Alan and Coach Cable are clearly getting on well together. Um, I think there's a very professional trust in there, and, and I think that's paying dividends. And, and Tom Cable's being allowed to, to run the team. Um, and three picks that I think demonstrate that when it's worked. Um, Phil Villapiano, second-round draft pick when the coach and Al were getting on. Matt Millen, who I always liked, actually. Second-round draft pick when the coach and Al were getting on. And Harry Long, second-round draft pick when the coach and Al were getting on. And in this case, I think, you know, we've got a, a guy there in the trenches, second round. I think the, <clears throat> the linebacker pick in the first round is inspired. And I think it's clear evidence that um, Al and Tom are getting on enough for, for shots to get called between the two of them. And I think that, that that gives us a lot of hope for the future. Anyway, that's all I want to say this week, guys. Um, as always, keep up the show. It's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, it's the high point of my week listening in. Go Raiders. Surface Raider, I'm out. As usual, filled with Raider wisdom. And I'll tell you, I got to agree 100% with you. I think Al Davis and Coach Cable have finally bonded. And what I mean by that is there was a, a time of, of um, I don't know, probably awkward trust. Now I think that's formed into a real trust. I think Al has given Cable the opportunity, like you said, to build his football team. And so far, it's looking damn good. We have the San Ho Rita. All right, man, break it down for us. Raider Nation, San Ho Raider, Raider Greg. Hey, sorry, man, I've been calling in the past couple of times. Uh, I'm kind of drunk. <laughs> you guys probably don't understand what the fuck I was saying, but, uh, you know, I'm just so fucking excited about what's going on with our team this year. We're making some fucking big moves, man. I think we can do it, man. Our defense is solid, man. I don't think anybody can get with us this year, man. I think we're going to lock it down this year, man. AFC West is ours, man. I just got one thing. Uh, what's up with T.O., man? Let's go get this guy, man. This, I mean, he's just out there running around, not doing shit. I mean, he's a proven veteran. I mean, he can teach these young guys how to run the routes and, you know, just and if he starts talking shit, we can just get rid of this guy, you know. We started a one-year deal like Buffalo did, you know. Let's just. You know, it couldn't, it couldn't hurt. You know, it really couldn't hurt us. You know, let us let me know what you think about that. Red Nation, I love you guys. I'm out. Man, you got a right to be positive. You got to be positive what we see in this offseason. Now, I don't know if the team could gel that fast. It could, and that's what we're hoping for. If it might take another season, but, you know, we're going to see a lot of improvement this year, and that's a fact. And the AFC West, we're going to shake it on up. Better believe that they're all flipped out now that your carcass is off the shelf. I'm telling you right now, brother, right now. And a T.O., man, we can wait till the last second to sign him. He's an athletic freak. He can't stop working out, so he'll be in good shape. Um, but he wants $5 million this year. That's a lot of money to pay a guy that you're not sure will produce, and he has an attitude. So I think that we, if we're going to get him, we're going to get him real late, and I think he might not play the first – he might not play all preseason, but he'll he'll play if he's signed. 
I'd like to see it happen. It's a good idea. It's good for him, good for us. I hope he has enough common sense to realize he can make it really happen in Oakland and turn his career around. It could, totally. So uh, good comment, good phone call. Nice to hear from you, my brother. All right. Raider Jaime. I love the passion, brother. Preach it to us, man. Raider Greg, this is Raider Jaime. On that Sean Merriman deal, man, fuck that dude. We got a fucking badass linebacker quarter to run the 3-4-4-3, whatever it's going to be this year. We don't need that motherfucker on our fucking team. Fuck that dude. Fuck anybody from San Diego. That's all. That's my take on that shit. We don't need fucking Sean Merriman. We got some badass linebackers. I'm out. <laughs> I freaking love it. Fuck Sean Merriman and his gay-ass dance, man. Fuck that motherfucker. I'm with you 100% if you didn't hear me. <laughs> that is funny, man. You know what? That's what makes the Raider fucking nation, my brothers and sisters. Our good brother, Lou Dog, from sunny Southern California. You know what, man? You could take that sun. I'm up here in the clouds and rain in Northern California, man. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Lou Dog from sunny Southern California. I'm uh, just taking a minute here off of my busy, busy work schedule to uh, get at the Raider Nation. I have a bone to pick with everybody. Um, I usually don't call, you know, and uh, call people out, especially my fellow Raider Nations. But today I have to because I read about two, three articles already about our schedule and our predicted win-loss schedule and, and what's going to happen, you know, with the schedule that we have uh, this coming up season. Uh, to me, it's very promising. Uh, there is some promise there, but I'm not going to get my chonies wet or my underwear all in a tangle or the schedule like, like some of the of my fellow Raider Nation fans um I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. It's every year is the same thing. You know, the schedule comes out, and you got people predicting what the win-loss is going to be for the upcoming year. And every year is the same crap. We end up with a totally different uh, win-losses uh, on our on our record. So, you know, I just called in to uh, see if you could bring this up to everybody's attention, Raider Greg. Uh, for us Raider Nation uh, fans, we just need to take it one game at a time, you know. I know we're all excited. Um, I know there's not much to talk about right now, especially in these next couple weeks and months prior to the to the start of the NFL season. Uh, OTA is probably the only thing going on right now, but, yeah, it, it is kind of dull. Um, and believe me, I'm ready for this damn season to start, just like the rest of you guys are, but... I just ask for every Raider fan out there, every true Raider fan out there, to please, please be patient and wait for the season to start. Let's not get ahead of ourselves because we do this every effing year. And every effing year, it doesn't turn out the way we predicted. Now, me personally, I don't like to make predictions. Uh, for that reason... Exactly. That, you know, prediction is a prediction. None of us can, can tell the future. So 
unless we can find somebody who can, then we'll go from there. But as of now, I'm just going to stick to my old ways and, you know, just, just go one game at a time, wait till the season starts. You know, don't make no predictions. Um, there is some games, you know, in, in our schedule that I that I hope we win. But until that happens, you know, we can talk about it. Um, but as far as predictions go, they're not a, a favorite thing of mine, especially these last couple of years. We haven't we haven't had the best of luck. So um, Raider Nation, I'm sorry I had to call you guys out. I know you guys are excited, and so am I. But please, please be patient, Raider Nation. Let's take this one game at a time, um, and we'll we'll see what what the future has in store for us. Hopefully, it's something great. Uh, you know, I'm always trying to stay optimistic, especially this upcoming year. Uh, we had a good draft. In my eyes, we had a good draft. I think we did pretty good. Uh, we finally got rid of that bum, that punk, Jamarcus Russell. So, you know, what what else could go our way? Until the next time, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, uh, thanks for having the show, keeping everybody informed, and letting us voice our opinions. Peace. I'm out. I like to say how many games we'll win. I think we'll win six, seven games. Uh, I'd like to see that number or more, actually more. But realistically, I think we could probably win six, seven games. Um, and I'm hoping eight games, nine games. Uh, if our offense can click, we'll be in. But one thing's for sure. Any game, I mean, even if it looks like a blowout, it, things change. That's why it's football. That's why we love it. That's why you cannot predict what's going to happen each game. And I agree with you, my brother. We have Rita Joe from Columbus, Ohio, via San Diego. <laughs> what you got to say, man? What is up, Raider Greg, Raider Andy? It's Raider Joe in Columbus, Ohio, via San Diego. I just wanted to call again. Um, after the whole Jabusta being let go, I decided I had to call in and talk about that real quick, plus talk about minicamp, um, OTAs, whatever you want to call them. Very impressed, actually, again, with the OTAs. I saw Jason Campbell interview. Guy's saying all the right things. He's doing all the right things. He's stepping up as a leader, something we've lacked at the quarterback position, with the exception of Gradkowski. Gradkowski actually proved to be a hell of a leader, and I think he is going to make a fine backup quarterback. And uh, obviously, you know, in this league, you need a good backup in case somebody goes down and asks the Patriots about that a couple of years ago. I also wanted to say that, I, you know, I'm incredibly impressed with what they're doing, how, how they're doing it. I, you know, I think Tom Gable, he gets a lot of crap. But at the end of the day, I think the guy's a hell of a coach. I really do. And I think he is exactly what we need, and I hope that, he, uh, you know, can really show strides this year because I'd like him to keep this job and I'd like him to keep it for many years. And I think that uh, this year is going to be the proving ground. Um, I've heard a lot about kind of shifting things with Hugh Jackson coming in, you know, uh, maybe using McFadden a little bit more as a Reggie Bush type running back and then letting Michael Bush get a bulk of the carries. And, uh, you know, that, that could pan out. I mean, again, I think, um, Darren McFadden, you know, we'll find out exactly what he is when he's hundred percent healthy. Um, and Michael Bush too, I think he needs to be in slightly better shape because it seems to me that that's the problem. I think when he's ready to go, he can go, but it doesn't seem like he can play 
an entire game. It seems like he's still a little out of shape, but I think that'll be addressed. Um, I like the receiving core. I know people are in love with it. Chad Schillen's getting hurt again. I'm not a fan of that. You know, I think the defense is going to be considerably better, and that's something that I think we were only a step away. It was it was like several years ago when we drafted uh, Shane Leckler and uh, Sebastian Janikowski, and everybody's like, what the hell are you guys doing taking kickers so early on? I said, you know, listen, this is a team that lost something like seven games that year by like three points or less or some ridiculous number like that. You know, we weren't far away. The record showed that we weren't great, but I knew we weren't far away. We just shore up the uh, kicking game, and all of a sudden, teams get better, and, you know, that's exactly what happened. And uh, it's kind of the same thing. Our defense has been pretty awful. I'll admit that. At times, it's been really good, and at times, it's been gone awful. But I think we weren't far away. I think we addressed the pieces that we need to address, and I think we're going to make huge strides this year. I actually really do expect us to compete for the division. I think the Chargers are on the downswing. I think we're on the upswing. And I think we'll find out a lot this year. I am incredibly fired up for the season. Also incredibly fired up to read an article that I just read about Jamarcus Russell. Uh, this fat bastard, uh, you know, says, you know, he doesn't expect to sign with a team soon, uh, not because teams don't want to sign him, but because he wants to refocus and rededicate himself to, you know, yada, yada, yada. So he's not even speaking with teams right now. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure teams aren't speaking with him, and I think he's trying to spin this because there's no way. I, I'm sure there is a team out there that's going to give him a chance. I think it's a mistake, but, you know, kudos to them. But the uh, story is that the dude is still tipping the scales at over 300, which is absolutely ridiculous. I don't think this guy's ever going to get it. I know he's still young, and maybe he has a chance to turn around. And in in some ways, I hope he does, you know, because I don't like to see people fail in any genre of life. I really don't. Love the Raider Nation. Love the podcast. Listen to it religiously. Look forward to seeing you guys at a couple games hopefully this year. But until then, uh, take care. We have a better team. We have a chance to win. I think things will be a lot better all the way around. And where Jakarkas ends up, good riddance, good luck, goodbye. You know, I don't give a shit where he goes. And I don't care what he does. He is never, mark my words, ever going to play in the NFL again, ever. We have a new caller from American Samoa. That's way out there in the South Pacific, partner. Right on, man. Thanks for the call, first of all. And let us know what you guys think from the Samoan Raider Nation. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Raider Bill, all the way up in American Samoa in the South Pacific. I'm just calling in to let you all know that Warren Sapp needs to shut the fuck up. This dude is nothing. If it wasn't for the Raiders giving him another chance, shit. I think we wasted money on him, but he was never a Raider. I just, I'm just fed up when he's always talking about the Raiders when he should be thanking Al Davis for giving him another chance. That's all I got to say. Raider Bill out. Well, we all know Warren Sapp, and when he starts to pop off, what are you going to do? You know what? He's just an old windbag, and he's just another hater, man. you got to let it go. Uh, and I wish he would shut the fuck up. So thanks for, the, thanks for the call, man. And this is an awesome thing, man. First call from the South Pacific, brother. Thank you. Props. We have Rada Stutters 
Haven't heard from you in a while, partner. What's up? Yo, Red Nation, this is Raider Stutters. Hey, Greg, I just wanted to give you a, you know, a, a little shout-out. We just got back from uh, from Alameda, touring those Raider facilities. You know, fucking badass. And uh, I just wanted to say what's up, and that I'm going to be uh, a little bit more frequent now, now that the season's getting nearer and nearer. But uh, anyway, I just want to say what's up, and I'm looking forward to the season. We had a great time, had a great time with, you know, with all you guys over there. And, uh, you know, well, Jorge, thanks very much, man. Appreciate it. Like I said, Greg, we'll be seeing you at the Rams game. Peace. Of course, man. We were all there. It was good to see you. Thanks again, Juan, for your uh, a great invitation, man. Thank you, brother. You did a great thing. And you got together the crew, which was even better. Raider Mike, you, uh, you know, the Tokai brothers, <laughs> the Morads. You know what I mean? It was a great time. It was good to see you. And, uh, yeah, we're going to see you at the Rams game, the home opener. Are you serious? It's going to be crazy up in here. We have an old friend from the U.K., and he's on the boards, and he comes in strong, too. It's Rada Mayak. And check this out, man. You cannot miss this. Great show, my man. Hey, Rada Greg. This is uh, Rada Mayak, Ice-T, calling from uh, the UK. Haven't phoned for a long time, um, but I was uh, I was following uh, your comments on Facebook um, about Jamarcus, and I thought, I can't let this one go. I've got to phone in. I uh, haven't done that for a while. So um, uh just wanted to say I've been listening. Um, not just a show. Keep up the good work. It's fantastic. Um, and it's great to hear from uh, all those guys out there as well that know their things like um, Jorge and the Surface Raider and uh, uh, Tommy the New York Raider and uh, all those other guys. Um, never met any of them, but... Um, feel like I know them all because I, I listen to everything they've got to say. So really good. Um, so rather than me go on about the draft and about Jamarcus and all of that sort of stuff, which they all cover off so well, I thought I would just, um, I wanted to pay a tribute uh, to Jamarcus Russell. Um, so here it is. <clears throat> uh, Jamarcus and the Raiders have reached the end of days, and I wanted to pay tribute before we go our separate ways. Your time here wasn't easy, and you got a lot of blame. Because your play style made us queasy, watching someone that's so lame. But maybe there's a reason, some unknown twist of fate, perhaps an act of treason that led to the nation's hate. Like Vinny Testaverde, were you just colorblind, throwing all those interceptions to put us in such a bind? Would you say it was the coaches that did not help you out? Though it's difficult to practice when you're eating chicken on the couch. Was it all the other teammates that did not do their bit? Perhaps it's just the O-line's fault that you look like such a dick. Of all the explanations for your woeful lack of output, the only one that matters is that you were just a fat fuck. With your greasy chicken fingers, you can't hold on to the ball. You can't see your receivers, even though you are quite tall. All you see is your self-image, all your bling, your cars, your flat. And you don't realize that all we see is a selfish fucking twat. A flat is an English word for apartment, by the way. So you've taken all ours money, and on that we might agree. 
to get paid all those millions, it was quite a thing to see. I hope you spend it wisely and invest to make it last. Don't just piss it all away and waste it on your ever-expanding ass. So join me, Raider Nation, and say goodbye to this buffoon, because now this clown's departing, we'll have success real soon. Now we've picked up Jason Campbell. He's a real man, a class act. We can say, fuck you, Jamarcus, you fuckwit fat jackass. That's not much of a tribute. Can something nice I find to say? Yeah, I think I've got it. I liked your beanie hat. As, <laughs> not much, but hopefully it made you giggle. Um, once again, thanks for putting out great podcasts, and uh, I know you want these calls short and sweet, so I'm going to go. But uh, I'm really looking forward to a good season. It was a good draft. Uh, we seem to be making some moves for a change that are good moves, and I am really looking forward to a good season. So go Raiders. That is a Raider Nation podcast first. And you know, you sound like, could it be Dr. Zeus? You got to get some kind of a cartoonist to do a thing uh, that goes along with your, <laughs> uh, your poem, your sonnet. That was very good, man. I was laughing the whole time. Thank you for the work and effort you put in. Because that sounded awesome. And you know what? My wife just screamed out, Jamarcus didn't deserve it. That was too good a tribute to that geek. Thanks for the call, man. And thanks for the work and the effort and the participation in, of course, the Raider Nation. And you too must get over here and see a game. You know, you got to do it once. You know, if, if they play in Europe, I'm going. I want you guys to know. Uh, and so is a Charmaniac. She's going too. So check it out. Thanks for the call, man. That was fan-fucking-tastic. Last but not least, another UK. Listen, man, Europe's coming in big today. <laughs> Our good friend and brother, and I ain't kidding, the Crusader. Raider. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, returning to call you once more from London, England. Uh, guys, just a, a quick call to let you know that uh, our plans are going to encompass the Kansas City home game, along with the Blintney Crab Feed in November, when we're looking forward to seeing you all once again. Um, obviously, at that time, I believe my good friend Oscar will be coming over from Australia to join us, so that'll be really good, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Oscar, and he can enter into some fun with the Crusader Raider in the parking lot, and I'm sure we're going to have a good tailgate together. Maybe we'll even get them hazmat boys to come along and put uh, the Crusader Raider and Oscar and Big Dave and Greg and Randy and all the rest of the guys all into a special uh, video there, um, along with that following on from the video premiere of Total Eclipse. Um, really looking forward to the season with lots of optimism. I know we say this every year, but uh, goodbye, Beanie. Oh was not unhappy to see Jamarcus Russell disappear. Really optimistic about Jason Campbell, really optimistic about the season. And uh, But the most important thing is really looking forward to uh, seeing all you guys once again uh, when we come over in November. Stay safe, all of you. Enjoy pre-season. Enjoy uh, the games up until we arrive. And uh, look forward to speaking to you all again soon. This is Keith Smith, Crusader Raider. I'm out. Check it out, Raider Nation. If you can come to the Kansas City home game, you got to make it. I mean, if you go to one game in the year and you can plan for it now, 
get to that game at home in Oakland and be there with the Crusader Raider because uh, we party hard. It's fun. Great gentlemen. I mean, I can't even tell you how awesome uh, fans are great people. <laughs> we just have a hell of a good time, and I'd like you guys to share it. So make it there and get your ass in the seat. We can't wait to see you guys, and uh, you know it's going to be crazy. We'll get together with all the crews and uh, break it down because, well, that's how we roll at the Coliseum. So great phone call again. Good to hear from you, my friend. And uh, I hope everything is well. And, well, that's it. That is it, too, and that is it for this marathon show, I am sure. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of us, uh, the Raider fans of the world. The Raider Nation podcast, that's what we're doing. We're trying to get out there and give you guys a voice to, uh, well, you know what it is, the frustrations at times, the joys, and the tremendous upcoming season, of course. And, uh, well, stay tuned because there's always more. OTAs, pretty soon, man. Camp will be started. We're just starting to roll. It'll be a great season. I can't wait! Ugh, no football is some bullshit. This is the Raider Nation Podcast and Raider Greg. And I am out. Out.